Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor at the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now, get ready to be transformed by this message. Today, I want to share a very important message with you. You know, we've been talking a lot in our last feeding 527 about an akazo and today we are sharing something differently something that i feel god wants us to hear amen Amen. something that is important and it's you know it's mother's day you came for a very sweet celebrating message isn't that so but I feel this is what God wants us to hear today. And we have the opportunity to hear it. So I want all of your attention, young and old, to listen to this message. And I believe it will bless us. And that my message is why God wants you to experience suffering. Wow. The, wow. Reverend, what kind of message is that? Why God wants you to experience suffering. Amen. Say, why does God want me to experience suffering? Amen. Why does God want you to experience suffering? And I'm sharing from the prophet's book, Losing, Suffering, Sacrificing, and Dying. It's a very powerful book. A book that is titled, you think I'm joking. The title of this book is Losing, Suffering, Sacrificing, and Dying. Say losing. Say suffering. Sacrificing and dying this is none of the things that you want to experience in life amen Amen. now a message like this is very important to share it's very important as christians that we share messages like this because we tend to be imbalanced in our walk with god we tend to have an imbalance and a very biased idea towards serving God. Hallelujah. That we tend to believe that our faith ought to bring us only sweet and nice things. So a message like this is usually not common and not popular in churches. Our relationship with God is supposed to be a balanced relationship filled with ups and downs. Hallelujah. Filled with ups and downs. And the Bible says these ups and downs, they all work together for your good. Hallelujah. So it is therefore wrong, it is therefore wrong For us to relate with God thinking that everything has to be nice and easy. It is wrong. We have become 
another set of Christians who are deceived into thinking that everything to do with God has to be easy and nice. We are deceived into believing that that is how it is with God. Amen. There are many things that we frown upon which we do not consider as blessings, but they are true blessings in our lives. But you do not consider them as blessings. Because what we define as blessing is different from what God defines as blessings. Amen. 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 We define things as being blessing when we see a good from the beginning to an end. Isn't that so? For instance, if you are driving on a highway and you miss your exit, you get angry. Isn't that so? You get angry. Sometimes, even as the GPS is telling you to take this exit, for some reason, you continue to drive on. Who has experienced that before? Sometimes, even the very place where you drive all the time, such as your own home, when you are taking the exit, what that you always take, you forget. And then you miss it. One day we were driving home like that, and for some strange reason, it was a very snowy day, roads were very slippery, that everyone wanted to get home as soon as possible. And I missed our exit. And the next exit was not an easy exit. It was really far. The next exit was about 16 or so miles. Are you listening? So when we experience things like this, we don't see them as a blessing. That God is really, is blessing you, is making you escape an accident that would have otherwise happened on your exit. Amen. Sometimes, missing your flight, for instance, you know, you get so upset for the few dollars that you would have lost. And then you start thinking of all the witchcrafts which are working against you. And the spirit of poverty that is attacking you. And look how this traffic made you miss this. And then you set off really early and you still miss your flight. You know, yesterday, or actually, well... We flew from Houston. In fact, we flew from New York very early in the morning. We left home. I don't know what time did we leave home, like 2.30 or so a.m. To get to the airport. First of all, we had to fly from um, LaGuardia. And then we were flying back to Newark. So we decided to park the car in Newark, so that when we fly back, we'll pick the car up. And then come to LaGuardia to fly to Houston. And the person who picked us up to LaGuardia kept getting lost within the short time that we have to catch the flight. And the person is driving with a GPS. 
You see, so you would think that this is a curse. And then you may think that perhaps God doesn't even want us to go to Houston. But you don't know that God was really delivering you from an accident. And then when we flew back, we were to pick up our car from where we packed it. And then we asked someone, says, take this train from the airport, you know, the trail, to this place, and that is where you park your car. We have arrived very late. We wanted to get home early to get a little rest so you can be in church. And the person made us go to the opposite side. And then we had to come back all the way. And I'm talking about very early in the morning. This time is around like almost 2 a.m. And then when we picked our car and then we were driving, at that time of the morning, we saw there was an accident in the front and there was a whole lot of traffic. And it told us there's an accident, a crash ahead. And then we understood why. The Lord made us go in the opposite direction before coming back. Are you listening? So when you are walking with God, we have to have faith in all the walk that there is this part also that is not pleasant. And all of them, God is working them out for a good. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? So faith people must embrace the concept of losing, suffering, sacrificing, and dying as Christians. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 29, the Bible says, For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. Not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. Amen. This is in the Bible. This is in the Bible. The New Living Translation. Do you have the New Living Translation for this? What does it say? The NLT. Are you with me? It says, for you have been given... Not only the privilege, are you awake? Yes. Am I boring you on Mother's Day? I'm sharing a very important message. A very important message. So I want your attention. He says, For you have been given not only the privilege of trusting in Christ, the privilege of trusting in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for Him. Amen. So a Christian is given a privilege to trust in Christ. And also a privilege to suffer for him. Hallelujah. Suffering is a very much a part of the Christian walk. The great saints of old who followed God believed in God no matter what the circumstances were. 
they believed in God, whether it was through suffering, affliction, or joy, or prosperity. They believed in God. Amen. You see, when you read the book of Hebrews, for instance, you know, we will not have time to read that chapter, but when you go home, try and read the whole chapter of the book of Hebrews. You know, when you read it, you will see a whole lot of things that God lists about faith people. We call it the chapter of faith. Now, if you get to verse 11, for instance, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 11, the Bible says, through faith also, Sarah herself, through faith, Sarah herself, received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age. When she was past age, Sarah, she believed God through faith. She conceived and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Amen. But there was a period in Sarah's life all until the day that she delivered of a child that she did not have a child. That she was mocked at even by her own maid. By her friends. That you have followed this God for all these years. Are you listening? But at the end, we saw what God did with her. In an old age, when she was past age, when she was past age, and the reason is because she judged him faithful who had promised. Who had promised that all things are working together for your good. That you are not having a child today is working together for your good. And many women at her age, many women her age group, who had many children and many grandchildren and so on and so forth, none of them appeared in the Bible. And this woman who supposedly suffered affliction of barrenness for all these years. And you see, when you see this, this is easy, you know, pass at the end to you for you now to hold on to this faith and believe. It's easy. And it goes on even and it says, Therefore sprung there even of one and him as good as dead. That is Abraham. When he was as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude and as the sun which is by the seashore innumerable. He gave many children. He gave to many children as God had promised when he was as old. Amen. Amen. Are you listening? So it is easy to embrace this aspect of faith. It is easy to see a result like this and also hold on to it and say by faith, even at my old age, God is able to do it. It's easy to trust God that the impossible will also be made possible for you. In a situation like that. Are you listening? 
But in this same faith and in this same God, there is this other side also. If you read down the book of Hebrews, for instance, chapter 24, chapter 24, if you go down to chapter 24, Hebrews 11, verse, uh, verse 24, pardon me, Hebrews 11, verse 24, it says, by faith, Moses, are you listening? I want you to listen. It says, by faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. When he was come of years, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's death. What a privilege to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. What a privilege. But he refused. He refused because of his faith. He says by faith. Because of his belief in God. Because he was a servant of God. He refused this privilege. There are certain things that the person with faith must choose to refuse in order to serve God. Hallelujah. There are certain privileges that a person of faith must choose to refuse in order to serve God. Such as being called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Amen. You must be able to refuse certain jobs if it will take you away from God. You must be able to refuse it. Amen. There are certain privileges. You see them as privileges that you choose the Bible says, by faith, Moses chose. He made that choice. He chose that I'm not taking this. And you should be able to say that. If this job is going to take my worship with God away, it's going to make it such that I cannot serve God the way I want. I refuse to take it. And God will take care of you. Amen. Amen. He says he refused. To be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And says, choosing rather, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. Wow. He chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. And indeed, these pleasures, they are for a season. He made a choice. Hallelujah. He made a choice. You must be able to make certain choices. Hallelujah. Choose to suffer affliction. Say, choose to suffer affliction. Tell your neighbor. Choose to suffer affliction so that you can be with God's people. Choose to suffer affliction. That is what he did. He chose to suffer affliction in order for him to be with God's people. Amen. Yes, it is easy and a pleasurable thing to go to church on Zoom and be on Zoom in the comfort of your home, in the comfort of your bedroom, in the comfort of your kitchen and just relax and choose to serve God and, and have that pleasure. Yes, it is that easy, but you should be able to choose to suffer affliction rather to suffer the affliction of waking up, the affliction of taking a shower, 
the affliction of buying gas in your car, the affliction of driving to church in order to be with God's people. In order to be with God's people. In order to be with God's people, to sacrifice that pleasure, he chose that suffering. Yes, it's very inconvenient. But you chose rather to suffer that waking up. Hallelujah. Zoomers, are you with me? Yes. Sometimes you need to just drive the affliction to church in order to be with God's people. Take an Uber. The affliction of paying for that in order to be with God's people. Amen. So that you can be with God's people. Hallelujah. You don't like my message. These are all part of serving God. Okay. It's not just... You, it, go down to verse 32 in Hebrews chapter 11. You know, verse 32, for instance. 32. You see, it says, And what shall I say? What, shall, what more shall I say? Or what shall I say more? For the time will fail me to tell of Gideon, and of Barak, and of Samson, and of Jephthah, of David also, and Samuel, of the prophets. Keep going. Who? Through faith, subdued kingdoms. Look at that. Subdued kingdoms. Rat righteousness. Obtain promises. Stop the mouths of lions. You see, this we like. Quench the violence of fire. Escape the edge of the sword. Out of weakness you were made strong. Waxed valiant in fight. Turn to fight the armies of the aliens. Wow. Women receive their dead raised to life again. These are nice things. It's part of the faith. But if you continue down to verse 30, continue down, you see, now look, it says, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance. It's still part of the faith. You see how it has changed? And others were tortured. That they might obtain a better resurrection. Keep going. And others had trial of cruel mockings. And scourgings. Beatings. Yea, moreover, bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sown asunder. Were tempted. Were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins. Being destitute, destitute, poverty, poor, because of serving God. Afflicted and tormented. And these are all in the scriptures. They are all in the scriptures. You can continue reading on. Reading on. Of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. These are all parts of working with God. It's part of the faith. Amen. Amen. So it's not just one side. Hallelujah. So why does God want you to experience suffering? I'm going to give you a few points and then we will close. Okay. Number one, because 
it pleases him. Number one, because it pleases him. Why? God wants you to experience suffering because it pleases him. Isaiah 53 and verse 10. Isaiah 53 and verse 10. It says, Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. Wow. It pleased the Lord to bruise him. To put bruises on him. And he had put him to grief. You see, there is this aspect of walking with God also. That it pleases God to bruise someone that he loves. It pleases God that someone he loves goes through affliction. It pleases God. This, is, this verse is a prophetic declaration about what was to happen to Jesus. His only begotten son. And God looked at the outcome. What will be the outcome? And it pleased him that he will put him through the suffering. Hallelujah. You cannot expect the relationship with God to always be on the side of pleasing only to you. You cannot expect that. That when you are working with God, it should only please you. That is no relationship. Are you listening? I don't know how many of you would like to have a relationship with a person who everything that happens in a relationship is all to something that pleases him. And we cannot expect to have a relationship with God like that. That everything has to please you. God also seeks pleasure in the relationship. God wants to have pleasure in the relationship. And the Bible says, one of the things that pleases God is your suffering, your bruises, and your grief. It pleases him. Zadian, are you understanding what I'm sharing? Yes. It pleases him. And it pleases him because he knows the outcome is good. It pleases God to see you go through certain things because he knows the outcome is good. Hallelujah. As you are going through the suffering, as you are going through the affliction, the Bible says God sees it. God sees what you are going through. God sees the suffering. He sees the discomfort. He sees the pain. And he says in Jeremiah 29 verse 11, he says, yes, yes. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Go through it. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. I know the end of it. A thought that I think towards you, they are thoughts of peace, not of evil. Yes, that's what you don't know. You are going through the affliction. You are going through the difficulty. But I know the thoughts that I have towards you. They are thoughts of peace and not of evil. The end, the end is an expected end. A good end. It's good for you. Amen. Amen. It's a good end for you. Hallelujah. He has a good end. Hallelujah. And we do that also. Even as parents. Parents do the same thing. Parents do the same thing to their children. When I was a little boy, 
I was sent to a boarding school. I think I was about five years old. Start preparatory school. And I thought my parents were very mean. You know, they would take me to the school and they would leave me there. And then the nannies would take me. And the most painful part, as, as I, at this age, I still remember, was I would intentionally cry aloud, cry with all of my voice to let them see how miserable I am. And then they would look and they would all go and sit in their car and they would drive away. And it pained me. Are you listening? Yes. And it pained me. But I believe, knowing what I know now and what made me, I believe my parents drove off and they saw their little boy crying and they said in their hearts, We know the thoughts that we think towards you. We know the thoughts that we think towards you. Today it looks like a torture for a little boy. Today, it looks like we have no love for you, but we know the thoughts that we think towards you. They are thoughts of peace, thoughts of prosperity, thoughts of discipline, thoughts of making you strong, thoughts of making you survivable in any situation and not to destroy you. Hallelujah. Amen. And today, I see how that thing affected me, how it molded me. Yes. Because you can only see now when you compare yourself to someone who didn't have that experience. Even the way you speak, the way you do things. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Today, I cannot, as an adult married man, you can ask my wife, I cannot rise from a bed and leave the bed undone. I cannot do that. I cannot see. A bed that is undone. Are you listening to me? Some of you women, you are guilty. Are you listening? There's so many things that I can pinpoint how this experience has molded my life. Amen. You see, we don't know the end. When we are experiencing a little suffering for God, we don't know the end. When a mother takes her child to the doctor's office to get a shot, for instance, you go to the office and you see your child crying. Sometimes they are getting a shot before, so as a little baby, they know the doctor. They can smell the place that this is not a pleasant place. Have you experienced that? A little child, you take the child to the place and the child starts screaming because she or he sees torture in this place. And then you take the child and sometimes the child wants to run out and then you grab the child and then you look at the doctor drawing 
the needle or the nurse drawing the needle with the medicine and then they point it in front of you and they make it like this to clear the needle and then you see everything then you hold your child down like this you hold the child and give it then you see your child going through the pain sometimes not one shot here there and then they come back and sometimes the arms and here but you know the thoughts you know what is in your heart for that child you know the thoughts that you think towards that child say son you are going through pain today but they are good things they are all good things in store for you hallelujah your mind which the child doesn't know your mind about what is happening the thoughts that you have which the child doesn't know the end of it is good and not evil hallelujah so every believer must embrace the suffering and the discomfort that comes in serving god and continue to walk in faith hallelujah amen heavenly we must embrace the thoughts of suffering that serving god is a part of that also are you listening darling there's a part of serving god that involves discomfort inconvenience there are certain things that friends can do but you choose not to do it just for the faith that you have chosen amen some of you exclude yourself in so many things to do with god you exclude yourself anything to do with god that is difficult that is unpleasant you exclude yourself like the time and the location that we have now for our service some of you feel now i have to take a bus and another bus and for that matter you have excluded yourself because a little suffering has come in the time is inconvenient and so you have you you have excluded yourself but you must in, in, inconvenient yourself you have to rearrange yourself to involve certain suffering so that you choose to be with God's people so that you choose to be with God's people amen, amen. sometimes coming to church after work it's uncomfortable it's tiredness Sometimes I see some of you, that is why I intentionally wake some of you up. Because I know you have come from work. It's tiredness. But you choose that suffering so that you can be with God's people. Amen. Sometimes rising up early to be in church early. It brings a little inconvenience of your eight hours of sleep. But you choose to let go of that hour so that you can be on time to serve God. Hallelujah. Sometimes some of you leave work and you have to go and catch some sleep before you go to, you you, you leave church, catch some sleep before you go to work. And it's suffering and it's in order. It is okay, very much okay. God says he, he, he takes pleasure in that suffering. That you are going through. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 
coming to church after a long trip. Sometimes some of you, you have gone for a long trip, you have traveled and you've come back. You need about three weeks of rest to recuperate. Some of you intentionally don't even announce that, Reverend, I have arrived. Are you listening? You have arrived and you choose about three weeks of rest because I have taken a long journey to come. Meanwhile, you go to work the next day you arrived. Sometimes the same night. You arrive 5 a.m. and you are working 3 p.m. or 7 p.m. Amen. And some of you also even take rest before you take a long trip. You need a week of rest. I'm traveling this Sunday, so Reverend, I will not be in church. What time is your flight? My flight is 11 p.m. I'll be too tired. We cannot choose any suffering when it has to do with God. Amen. Are you listening? Waking up at dawn to pray. Look, it is not pleasant for anyone. I'm announcing to you, even as pastors, it is not pleasant, but you choose that affliction. You choose that affliction so that you can be with your Lord. Amen. Amen. Jude, are you listening? We need that part also as faith people. Otherwise, we are never balanced as faith people. Amen. Flow prayer meeting. Many of you exclude yourselves because it is too much affliction. Too much affliction. It is affliction. How many of you are happy that flow is on break now? A little break, please. Come on, please. You see? Are you listening? But it is part of the affliction. It is part of serving God. It's serving God is not always sweet and nice things. It's not always sweet and nice. Fasting is part of serving God. Hallelujah. Our upcoming root rally that we are all going to gather to pray is part of serving God also. Hallelujah. Amen. Time will not allow me to share all these points that I have for you. But I want you to go home today thinking about one person in the Bible. I want you to go home thinking about the story of Jonah. Okay? And those of you on Zoom, I want you to listen to me very carefully. Go home pondering about Jonah. Okay? God told Jonah to go and preach where? In Nineveh. God told Jonah, go and preach in Nineveh to the people there. And Jonah said, why should I travel all the way to Nineveh when there are people right here? Why should I go there when there are people right here who also need to hear the word? Why should I go there? Let me preach to the people here. 
God said, go to Nineveh. And he says, there are people here who need to hear also. You see, sometimes we feel that so long as we are doing whatever God wants us to do there, what God wants us to do there, if we are doing the same thing here, it is the same. But it's not always the same. It is not always the same. Some of you feel that as long as we are hearing the same message God wants for his people, the same message God wants us to hear, as long as we are hearing it on Zoom, why should we come there to hear the same thing? Are we not doing the same thing God says to Jonah? There is not the same as here. I chose that my people will assemble together and I said forsake not the assembling of my people. There is not the same as here. Jonah chose to preach here instead of there. And there was a way that came for him. There was a way that came for him. Ponder over it until we meet again. Please rise to your feet. Father, we are grateful. We are thankful. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you. Lord, forgive us. For we have mistaken our walk with you. And we have been imbalanced in our walk with you. Thinking, oh God, that our walk with you is all about pleasure and easy. But you say you take pleasure in our bruises and you take pleasure yes. in our grace. You took pleasure in the bruise of your own son and the grief of your own son. Because Lord, you knew that his bruises and his grief was one day to save generation after generation from perishing. Today, Lord, we repent and we embrace the balance of pleasure and grace. The balance of easy and difficulty in the name of Jesus. Help us Lord that through it all in our afflictions in our difficulties we will walk in faith. We'll embrace faith in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We bless you in Jesus name. Now with all eyes closed and every head bowed, I want to pray for anyone who is here this afternoon. You are not born again. You have not given your life to Jesus. And you are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Christ as my Lord and as my Savior. If that is you, you are listening to me on Zoom, you are here and you are not born again, you have not given your life to Christ, you have not committed your life to Christ, and you are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to pray with you. If that is you, I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Anyone here like that? Just lift up your right hand, if that is you. You want to, you 
want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior. Lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? Why don't you all join me and let's say this prayer together and say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. I have sinned. Please forgive me of my sins. Please wash me with your blood. Please write my name in your Lamb's book of life. Lord Jesus, I accept you as my Lord, as my Master as my savior from today I will serve you I will walk with you all the days of my life so help me Jesus thank you Jesus for saving me today in Jesus name Amen we believe you have been blessed with this powerful message come worship with us at the Kodesh Family Church located at 1810 Randall Avenue Bronx, New York at 2 p.m. every Sunday. God bless you.